Morning, everyone. Wake up, everybody. Are you awake? <laughs> I'm sort of, sort of awake. No, I've been awake probably. What time's it now? What about 15 minutes. That's enough, isn't it? That's all right. I got up at half six and sort of lay in bed till about ten too. So, what time do you normally get? Up? If you're not going to work, what time do you get up in the morning? If I'm not going to work, yeah. If it's just like whatever, I'll probably usually wake up probably about half seven, quarter past seven, half seven. By an alarm. Yeah, sorry, I'm <laughs> yawning. Um, no, just um, just do it. I think it's because I'm used to getting up early anyway. So Savage. You kind of can't really avoid it. Your just body just goes, get up. Do you stay in bed at all? Force yourself to have a little lion? Um, not really, because I just sit there knowing that I'm lying in for no reason. Because I'm up now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. that type of person. I can't do it. Yeah, the lion. Like when I was young, like when I was like sort of like. 15 or something you'd have a line until like 12 <laughs> yeah you could get away with it then but now it's too much to do Just yeah get up and do something yeah yeah so come 8 o'clock if I'm awake I'm awake yeah that's it it's not D- happening just don't keep lying there I find it like I'll be moaning about my alarm going off during the week and then come the weekend I'll be up exactly that time if not earlier yeah, and yeah. more awake yeah yeah and I went out the night before and I'm like what the hell <laughs> it's just the way it is isn't it I don't I don't understand it <laughs> it's it's I don't I've always had a thing with early mornings. I've always not liked them, always not enjoyed them. Um I prefer mornings I do than evenings. I don't know why. I just do. Like I just I'm more usually more uh well more, more with it. <laughs> more with it usually. <laughs> no it is like, As you know, like that. As I'm zoning out. Um than I am at night because I think it's because I can't be arsed at, at night then I'm just usually like uh, I don't mind the mornings, but savage early mornings, they're, uh, nah, they can get lost. Like five o'clock. I'm not having yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit, yeah. They're horrible. You it's wake up and it's night. pissing down and it's dark still and you've got to drive like 400 mile to yeah. get somewhere. God, yeah. Yeah, mm. you know, you got to do four hours before you even start. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, it's Saturday morning. It's quarter past seven. Look what we're doing for you guys. Cramming one in. Whoop. <laughs> yeah, we're up early. Rob's out and at it again today. Uh, I'm busy, so here we are. 7 a.m. coffee. No snake bite, though, thanks to um, to Reuben and George. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. We will have it, but I think 7 a.m.'s uh, pushing it, unless it's uh, carried on from the night before. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know what? Because I did think, I thought we could just have one. A sneaky, sneaky snake bite. 7 o'clock in the No, but it'd be too much, wouldn't it, that? Mm. I think that would be... Uh, It'd be okay for being out the night before, I'd say. But, yeah. But to wake up and start on a savage snake bite. <laughs> yeah, not even... out the blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the sign of a pro. Cheers for them beers, lads. Yeah, it's wicked. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for them. So what? We'll, I think next week, probably, we'll probably just mix them up live on air. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely have them and drink them next week, won't to we? Get stuck with ri- Ribena. I don't think I've ever done it with Ribena before. Is he black currant, just black currant juice or something? Isn't I've it? done it with just just the cider and the lager. Mm. Is that something totally different then? Cider, um, um, snake bite and black. I, they used to call it. I used to call it anyway. Snake bite. Oh, and snake black. bite and black. No, it's just sna- snaky bees. They call them snaky bees. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, it's very like studenty. I like it. <laughs> yeah, man. Back in the day, you have about six of those before you go out, vomit everywhere, and then drink more. It's less hardcore drinking. Yeah, it's too. I can't do that now. It's <laughs> over. I'll be in bed. <laughs> Out cold. Nope. It's time for bed. 
Oh, we need to wake up, we do. No, we do. We do. <laughs> All right, so do some shout-outs. Uh, Sarah Balkenbush. Balkenbush? Yeah. Um, she's a, a bush... Um, <laughs> Um, what like perm busher? She goes around perming perm. people. Goes goes around perming people's bushes. She's a hairdresser. Yeah, but a, bu- a bush one. Uh, but okay, yeah, all right. Like a pubic hairdresser, a pubic stylist. <laughs> Maybe that's a new thing. Maybe the nah, that's what, uh, people must be doing that all the time. Yeah, like must be like some sort of fashion thing where. Well, you, you can kind of do it yourself, though, can't you? You're braided or something. <laughs> braided. <laughs> yeah, I remember like. When, like, you used to see... Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. That's not... Nah. No, fuck it. <laughs> Dave Myers. <laughs> Dave Myers. Um, he's um brother to Mike Myers. This feels like a deja vu. <laughs> just, everyone's got the same second names as stars. <laughs> What's happening? Have we, have we given him a shout-out before? I don't know. He's got another one anyway, so... I feel he, like half-paced he, he, he should think he's lucky. Yeah, you got double on that. Cheryl uh, Blakeney. Cheryl Blakeney. Cheryl Blakeney. She sounds like um like a, a wife to like a rock star to me. That is a profession, you know. Um, Jeff Bezos' wife is going to divorce him, and she'd become the seventh richest person in the world. Really? Just following the divorce, yeah. That's all right, isn't it? Not half. <laughs> <laughs> Not What's he worth all? now? One hundred and sixty billion. The dude from Amazon. Fuck no, something it's insane, crazy, like. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And apparently, they're going to be um. Apparently, this is what they said, didn't they? Yeah, we're, we're good friends. I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask him again on another day once he's had a few beers and he realises he's lost 160 well, billion would quid. You would you reckon you... I mean... Nah, there's, there's a point... There's got to be a point, surely, where money doesn't, doesn't matter. So, as long as you've got one... Because it sounds like... Okay, let's just say he had 100... Say someone had 150 billion quid and then they lost it all, whatever, gambling, and they went down to one billion. You're like, oh my God, one billion, you poor fucker. That's still 1,000 million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if I had, say, 10 million, and it was someone went, I'm having 5 million, right, just one like that, I'd probably go... Tax man. I'd probably just go, whatever. all right, I've still got 5 million. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy with that, to be I'm honest. I'm still mad rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there must be a point where money doesn't mean anything, really. Yeah. Even if they went, we're taking this off you. Listen, listen to this figure. We're taking four hundred million pound off you. You go, yeah, okay. Didn't like Amazon pay zero like tax? Zero point zero one or something percent tax. That's insane. Yeah, how do they get away with that? I don't know. It's big companies they just walk in and go, "We're not paying tax because we're big, right?" And they go, "Okay, <laughs> sounds good to me." Yeah, Claire McGinnell, Glenn, Claire, Claire McGinnell. So it's my stuttery, slurry speech this morning. That is. Um, she sounds like like um. It sounds like um, the McGinnells. It sounds like like some sort of uh, reality TV show in Scotland. <laughs> the McGinnells. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. The way they get up to like eating like I don't know um, Mars bars on toasts Are on they? toast and like like slap each other up and like jump into like cactuses and stuff and cactuses. Yeah, I don't know. Just the first thing which comes to my head. The Scottish cactus. Yeah, yeah. You know that one. Isn't that just like a dead tree? <laughs> Dead Christmas tree at the side of the road. <laughs> Scottish cactus. <laughs> Kate Graham. Kate Graham. Um, she's a, she is. Um, I was going to say a book writer, but we've already done a book writer before, haven't we? An author. An author, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's the illustrator to the other author of the ero- was it erotic 
was it? What do we call it? Sci-fi erotic? Was it? I think that? sci-fi erotica. Yeah, I think yeah, so. so. Yeah, you're the um, the uh, illustrator to that one. Yeah, you draw the pictures, you dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we know what goes on in your mind. Tom Sharp. Tom Sharp. Well, he's um, he uh, he makes sharpie pens. Cool. Rebecca Worsley. Uh, I'm just running out of ideas now. Hang on. It's too early for me to, to try and put my mind into like like working order properly. Um, Rebecca Woo Woo Woosley. Just say she's the just say she's one of the fittest girls in the world. She's one of the fittest girls in the world. And what about Ross Gibson? Well, he obviously makes guitars. I'm sure we've had a Gibson on before. Yeah. I, I know that Ross has got a brother who actually requested the shout out, so it's possible that that's the double Gibson. So m- maybe he he makes the shaft of the uh, <laughs> the guitar. Yeah, he makes the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Baker, that's his mate. Tom Baker, well, works he's Craig's. Up, he works in Craig's. Yeah, yeah. He makes he makes fucking booming sausage rolls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did Craig's yesterday. Did you? God, I feel pissed. I do. <laughs> I don't know why. Snake biting your coffee. I'm going to whiskey. I really do. <laughs> oh well. Okay. Well, if, uh, if that's the case, we'll take a break. Maybe I'll put some moonshine in my coffee. Let's uh, let's do a podcast. Yeah. Back after another cup of coffee, so maybe we'll actually make a bit more sense this time round. Yeah, it was a bit weird in that. In, I didn't really feel like me. <laughs> I said that last time, and you know, you don't feel like you. Yeah, yeah. You feel like you're somebody else, or you're observing yourself. Yeah, you're like you're not real. You like nothing's real. You're just looking around, going, "Nothing is real." What's going on? That's all maybe right. it's not. I'm back now. It's only half seven. We're good. Yeah. So we never know, though. It might not be real. This might be like someone's brain for or something like an ant's left foot we're on or something <laughs> yeah man what is it all yeah who knows so this weekend the Bhopal disaster you heard of that the Bhopal yeah um no I'm gonna say it was a um a military disaster in Bhopal wherever that is no if wrong. That's it's a disaster in Bhopal but it's not military it's industri- industrial it's okay. the worst it's the world's worst industrial disaster, the, big, the biggest in history, in, t- in I, su- I suppose, in terms of human loss of life, right, not okay. like environmental damage. I think like Chernobyl probably did a little bit more damage than that. Yeah, it's uh, got a bit more longer-lasting damage as well. Yeah, this actually, this deal has got a hell of a lot of environmental contamination, which is causing problems even to this day. Right, and this happened a while back on the um, in December 1984. The, it was actually the night of the second and third. The death toll, mate. Is unbelievable. Really, it's next level. So the official figure is three thousand seven hundred eighty-seven. But as you'll see, as we get through that, that figure is heavily suppressed. Oh right, okay. So it's, it's no, it's actually a lot higher. Way higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where is it? What country is it's, it actually in? It's in India. Central Bhopal's right. in central India. Okay, the Madhya Pradesh province or right. state in India. Um, and it, the figures are, are controlled. Well, not say control, but they've been heavily suppressed by that by that region's government. The true figures is unknown. 
We okay. really don't know, but estimates of around 25,000 people are not unreasonable, with a further 560,000 people injured, 200,000 were children. What? What's that? What? I don't. I don't even know what this industrial disaster thing was yet. But like, it's insane, mate. So you're looking at. I mean, like, even now, 35 years later, there's still approximately two to three people a week dying because of it, sort of thing. Because yeah. of the aftermath of it. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck was it? Was, it, was it, it like a nuclear bomb or something? <laughs> what? Was, no, it was. It was a, chem- it was a chemical release. All right. Okay. But so if you put this into perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah. That. That. that that 25,000 people, like, if you look at, say, 9-11, mm. there was just under 3,000 people died, 2,996. Right. If you look at the Allied forces lost in Iraq and Afghanistan, you had something like 4,800 in Iraq and a further 3,458 in Afghanistan. That incident claimed more lives than all Allied forces lost in Iraq, Afghanistan, and then the people in 9-11 as well, combined. <laughs> and yet, you, And we don't even... Like, most people don't even know about it. I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of it. And when did it happen? 86? 84. There really is, like, um, an east-west divide when it comes to things like this. I mean, you can find this. You've got to go looking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what it is now. So, chemical release. um, Well, it was a company called Union Carbide India Limited. And they were a majority... They were majority owned by a US company Mm -hmm. called... Uh, Union Carbide Corporation. So the company in India who we were running the, the the plant, the factory, was a majority owned by a US company. That's important. Okay. Okay. Just see what I mean. Okay. And they were manufacturing like um, batteries, carbon products, welding equipment, plastics, industrial chemicals, all sorts of nasties like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. As you can imagine, they need a lot of ingredients, a lot of harsh, toxic chemicals to mm-hmm. make. And in 1970, they built a pesticide manufacturing plant. Right, okay. <laughs> Brill. So it's actually a sister uh, chemical plant to the Bhopal factory in the US, because obviously we said it was majority USA. Mm-hmm. I think it's in Virginia. I didn't write that, that down. Is that still going, that one? Is? I, I don't think so now, but it did for a while. And they actually suffered leaks within... I think it was um, within a few months after what happened at, at Boat Pole. Oh, nice. So it was, uh, so, yeah, it was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit about the, the location of this plant in India. Bhopal is in central India, and unsurprisingly, it's, um, you know, being a large company in the third world, it employs a lot of people. Yeah, because it's cheaper for, for a start. There's a lot more people there. Yeah. So and it's like a win-win for them, isn't it? And it, ten- and it tends to be, like, with massive factories like this, Especially in the third world, the people that work work in this in this um, health and safety none, and they all live around it. Mm. Tend to be like all the shanty towns are like literally attached to the building, like outside the gates and stuff. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's crazy. Uh, Now the site was supposed to be used for light industrial and commercial use, not hazardous, you know, industrial quantity chemicals for obvious reasons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what made the population here in this instance so vulnerable is, in this case, what actually happened was 40 tonnes of liquid gas compressed into a liquid. Toxic, it's called toxic um, methyl isocyanite, MIC gas, is one of the most toxic chemicals in the world, apparently. Mm. 40-odd tonnes was released into atmosphere, and, and t- which turns into vapour in the process. So if you imagine like... So there they go, it's raining, you go... Mm, mm, taste it with the tongue, go... That's not raining. They start going, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you think about like when 
liquids going into vapor like 42 tons doesn't sound I mean, it sounds like a lot but you've got to put that into perspective what is 42 ton of liquid well if you think about think about how much vapor comes off like a pint of boiling water so if you boil boil uh, boiled a pint on, yeah. a, on the st- that's going to fill your kitchen imagine 42 ton of liquid just boiling away and yeah. just vaporizing out you know, being dispersed over a highly populated city yeah just sitting vaporing and dropping down and like Going into their eyes and in the mouth and up the nose. Exactly, yeah, and just fucking and on everyone. the skin and everything. Meth- methylisocyanide, MIC, it's it, not, that's it, not the pesticide. It's an ingredient used. Right, okay. As you say, it'd be like a mist, wouldn't it? Yeah. Everywhere. And it's like you just can't avoid it. It's just there. Yeah, you don't know. You can't smell it until it's too late. You can't see it. It's invisible. So when it, when it was happening, nobody knew. See-through mist of death. Shit. Yeah. No one knew until it was like enveloping them, and by that time it's too late. It's not, not a lot you can do. No. So the disaster itself was on the cars for a while. It didn't just. Ha- it didn't like one day they woke up and it just went bang. Yeah. It didn't happen. There was like um, a, a series of safety incidents that were flag- oh, right. Okay. <laughs> that were flagging up people's attention. India's uh, health and safety incidents. Yeah. So firstly, the sales of the gas, the MIC gas, is um. It's actually the the pesticides that use this chemical were dropping. They weren't selling as much. In 1982, I think they sold something like 2,211 tonnes. In 1983, the following year, it dropped to 1,500 tonnes. So demand was dropping. Now, because of this, the the company made cutbacks. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, okay, we're not selling as much. Let's just get rid of high-paid high skilled staff yeah and just, and, and just hire like a, one of the little boys from out in there to basically shift gas around yeah uh, and we'll cut back on expenditure you know in regards to uh, maintenance schedules and safety measures yeah just to cover the the money that we've lost due to the lack yeah, of yeah, sales yeah. that sounds like the most sensible thing to do so we'll talk about <laughs> the uh, safety measures skipped in a minute right but we'll talk about the incidents that were occurring back in 76 workers were complaining about pollution at the plant they were like so this is Eight years before. Yeah, yeah. They're saying it's disorderly, it's a mess, it's fucking polluted, Yeah, get your shit together. A few years later, 1981, so I think it was three years before this all went down, a worker got splashed with phosgene gas, which, just to put it into perspective, is a particularly harsh chemical. It was used in World War One, killed something like 75,000 people. Right. You get splashed with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you get splashed with it, you have like a bowl of that holy water and someone's dropped a stone into it and <laughs> flicks into their face. <laughs> ah! What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How are you just carrying phosgene around in buckets? <laughs> yeah, well, just give it that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. How do you get splashed with it? You just scoop it up, and, like in watering cans and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, they run around with like super soakers going, ah! Yeah, <laughs> with the ultimate game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, um, he had safety equipment on. But apparently he panicked like fuck when the gas, because it, it's a liquid, obviously, got splashed onto him. And then he, for some reason, took his mask off. Like I mean, That's a really clever thing to do. So it's kind of his own fault then. Yeah, well, yeah. But he shouldn't have been, there should not have been any sort of instance where Fosgene could come into direct contact with someone. But because he took his mask, he, he died like three days later. He wasn't trained to be working on it. No. So it is kind of his fault, but also not kind of his fault. No. He shouldn't be there. No, but yeah. It, the instance shouldn't have happened, but... The fact that he took his own mask and stuff off after because he was panicking was a really bad choice. Bad, um, what, what would you call it? Um, like a, a, a bad life choice. Yeah, bad life choice. You got two paths: life or death. You chose the death path that time. Isn't it crazy. You're wearing all this safety equipment and you're carrying that liquid and you take it off. Splash that liquid on you. Best thing to do. Probably just take all your safety gear off. Yeah, yeah, because it's, quick... it's on the safety gear. Because the safety gear is not being safe. 
I can't I see it. this mask getting in the way. Let me just take this mask off. Oh, dead. John. <laughs> <laughs> dead instantly. <laughs> Three days later. A journalist reported this ca- uh, the case because it was, I wouldn't say it's big news, but I think there was kind of like, they try and keep it a bit quiet. Gary's dead. Yeah. And he, he went into the site and had a look round and workers were complaining and, and he even wrote an article in he he, um, he said, wake up people of Bhopal, you're sitting on the edge of a volcano. So as far back as then, that was 81. Is that how he started it? The uh, the uh, story, is that the title? <laughs> wake up, wake up, you're sitting on the edge of a volcano. No, it was, it was, it was in the, it was in, but like, even that, then. But he should have just, he should have just had that and just left it as that. He didn't have to do another, a whole write Job done. Yeah, just, it's pretty simple, pretty obvious what you're saying there. It's, Ten words. It's fucked, yeah. In other words, get out of there. In January 1982, faulty valves exposed uh, another 24 lads working on the equipment, all to phosgene gas again. All went to hospital. To, they were all right. Survived. They kept their shit together. But it turns out um, no safety gear was provided at all whatsoever. And nobody had even told them to wear any. To so they were in there with their fucking sandals on. You know what I mean? And a vest. Some combat shorts. Passing around fucking phosgene. phosgene gas. Yeah, there was another incident a month later, um, which exposed an engineer to a different gas this time. It's a bit of a cocktail. This was to the MIC that we're going to be talking about today. Sounds like a band. Yeah, <laughs> MIC. It got, it gives you chemical burns. It literally will burn you in liquid form. It took thirty percent of the skin of his body, which is <sighs> nice. And eight months later, another four lads were exposed to MIC whilst trying to fix leaks because leaks were occurring on the rig. I mean, obviously, if you're did coming into contact with shit, shit's getting out. Did they do it like a plumber? You know, when, when the pipes are burst and it's going everywhere and they put the hand over it to try and stop it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or quickly try and ram another bit on and it weld it on while it's on. It just <laughs> out the side. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not just, just a chemical that was used to kill thousands of people. It's not war. It's really harsh chemicals. <laughs> Fine, don't it's worry. It's burning my hands. It's actually melted my hand to it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I think it's because it's just like people are just obviously from poor, poorer countries. They're not as, as lucky as us. Um, they They've, have to do what they've got to do to yeah, make money. That's it. I think that's the main thing. They probably know it's, it's dodgy, but if there's no work and that's the only work they've offered and they need to do it, then they... they have to do it, don't they? Even though it's not safe. If you don't, if you don't do what you're told, you can be replaced by the millions of people that are surrounding this factory. Which are queuing, waiting. They're waiting. They're probably waiting for someone to come out of a board. Say four have died. First four come in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or four have quit. Even though they're not probably going to quit. But you know what I mean? Come in. You know what I mean? Probably should quit this job. Cannon fodder, basically. Throw bodies at it. Yeah. In 84 and 83 as well, actually, there were multiple... I like doing it backwards, counting backwards in my ears. Just to just confuse everyone. I'm time traveller. Lots and lots of ongoing issues regarding leaks. There was chlorine leaks, phosgene, like we said, carbon tetrachloride. There was loads and loads of shit just creeping out of the pot. Pretty much everything that they were making was leaking out in some form. Yeah. Which isn't good, man. I, I think I would have had a word with the plumber, whoever um, put it together. I think what you'll see is Stevie Wonder and Co. <laughs> you'll find you'll as we go through it, you'll see that it's not necessarily the corrosion uh, and stuff. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what from substandard yeah, parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily the plumbing. No, no. Yeah, I, and I was taking the piss because it's leaking everywhere. I'm like Mario and Luigi, come on. You know what I mean? What did old Prince Philip say about? Um, I was just saying there because you were saying it looks like shoddy plumbing. Didn't he go and have a look at like an electrical socket? Wired in somewhere. It was like, like doing a tour of like a building in in London or something, and he was looking at the uh, the light switch, and they were, and they went, "That looks terrible. It looks like it's been wired by an Indian." Is that what he said? Yeah, 
He's like, what the fuck did you <laughs> just say, you crazy old man? He doesn't care, does he? He's mad. He just says what he wants. He's, but he's 96 or something, so he's, he's just like, I don't care. What's, what's someone going to do? Punch me? He's fucking crazy. If you search for like... I just turn my, my fucking um, range, you know what I mean? rolled it into yeah. it, yeah. So, it not matter. Yeah, he doesn't care, does he? No. He literally doesn't care what anyone thinks of him. He never has, because he's a prince, isn't he? He's, he's, in other words, he, he, he can... He's not bad, as in like, he wouldn't go, cut his head off, or whatever, but you know, he, he's, he might have a... He might have a bit of a racist king part of him. He definitely yeah. has, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see that picture they were taking? They were like, it was him, and then it was like Harry, his brother, and then a few of the royals. And, the, and like this photographer, there was like 10 of them sitting down like a school picture, like on a bench, you know what I mean? Like mm. you get like a picture at the end of the end of the year. And he's trying to line the shot up, and, and Philip just goes, will you just fucking take the picture? <laughs> Hurry up, and everyone's just laughing. <laughs> is, he la- is he laughing himself while saying no, it? No, he's being serious. Oh, right, okay. You'll <laughs> find it on YouTube, he's being serious, and Prince he's William's just standing on the, on the edge of, like, with a smile on his face, looking at like, the press, just going, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, bro. Crazy. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, back onto the plan. One of the lads working there said that the internal leaks, like any leaks were inside the plans, Management didn't care about them. Yeah, well, if they've done cutbacks, they've done cutbacks on maintenance, which is um, highly mm-hmm. important with something which is probably quite corrosive and uh, wrecks everything quite regularly. So, yeah. so if you've got no one going around fixing pipes, Mario or Luigi, you know what I mean? Then, yeah. then you, you, you're kind of screwed, aren't you, in those places? Yeah, we said that the internal leaks, when they, they were either fixed and... PTFE type. Nobody would, like, there was no further investigation or if they couldn't be fixed, they just ignore them. Which is a bit right. Is yeah. that a massive one? Is, nah. it ju- is, it, is it just dripping? Yeah, just put a bucket underneath just it. Fucking leave it. <laughs> just fucking leave it. It's fine. But the bucket's dissolving. I don't know. Put a metal bucket there. Then is it dissolving the floor underneath it. Then just just let it drip. It's, just, it's fine. <laughs> Might find gold down there. You never so, know. So vital equipment maintenance was also being skipped, as we said, obviously to save money. And and when parts were needed, this is what we were saying about it, it wasn't necessarily bad plumbing. Su- substandard equi- uh, components were being used, mm-hmm. like iron pipes. In being installed instead of stainless steel, yeah, yeah, which was which aided major major issues inside this thing when it all went wrong. Right, and at the time of the disaster, the plant itself wasn't manufacturing anymore this MIC gas due to a surplus on site because of the poor sales. Right, okay, so, so not only not only stopped it, yeah, but not only are they got um, are they cutting shit like safety equipment and um, maintenance schedules. They've also got tons of this shit lying around on site because they can't sell it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's like they've produced it before, thinking it's all going to sell, and they just go, hmm, it's not working. Because it was an ingredient. Yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. ingredient. So it's 42 tonnes was being stored in an underground tank. The tank was called uh, E610, which is against uh, company policy, health and safety policy, and the agreement of where the plant was. Mm-hmm. Because any excess MIC should have been stored in individual oil drums, kind of like a fail-safe. That yeah, way, so if one goes, it's not going to... Basically, get them all to go. Yeah, you can't have a total release if you've got it all in one tank and something goes wrong with that tank. Yeah. Guess what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. going. Yeah. Um, so, the reason why all of this MIC, this liquid MIC, was being kept in one specific tank and not the individual drums is because they couldn't get it out of tank E610. It was stuck in there. They'd put it in 42 ton and it was just jammed. And then the, now the tank was supposed to hold 68,000 litres of liquid. I'll just do a little bit of so you understand why it was stuck in there. Um, 68,000 um, litres of, of liquid MIC, which is around 60 tons, that was the tank's capacity. Right. The tanks were only supposed to be filled 
to 50%, so around 30 tonne. Okay, so it was like well overfilled. Yeah, well, it had 42 tonne in it. So, yeah. and it jammed because the, I'm guessing the... Uh, well, the remaining space in the tank was left on purpose so they could pump inner nitrogen gas into it. Now, the nitrogen was meant to pressurise the tank, effectively forcing out the liquid gas underneath it. Yeah, yeah. So it's only a slight little bit of pressure and be able to force release it. Yeah, if you need it. But in October 1984, so two months before, tank E610 had lost its ability to hold any nitrogen charge. So the liquid had been put in and the lads had gone, right, let's fucking get it out. And they were like, well, it's not holding any charge. It's leaking out. We, we can't get the gas out. It's stuck in there. Now, in December, the month of the disaster, pretty much all the fail-safes <laughs> on the uh, tanks were either failing or had been taken offline because of cost-cutting. Right. The valves and pipes were leaking on the reg, and nobody did anything at all to, to stop them. They couldn't. The shit was jammed in there. Was it, if it, I'd have rolled it down a hill somewhere. Well, that would have had exactly the same uh, effect <laughs> as what, was what we're going to go Have through. they got a big lake around them, by any chance? <laughs> That's what a lot of people see. What you see on the programmes, they see the chemical waste into that. It was, um, well, they did actually do, they did like an internal safety report and uh, Unite, uh, Union Carbide found that there were a lot of shortcomings regarding safety. But what they did is they allocated money and they and they gave that to the um, the US site, the US plant, and they, okay. didn't, and they didn't even tell that the lads in India, didn't even tell management that their plant was, they knew anyway. Yeah, yeah. When that came out, that caused a bit of a problem. They're like, you knew it was fucked, and you gave all the money to America. Yeah, you didn't. Which bo- is yeah. fine. Not good. Not good at all. Not good at all. So during the evening of the second of December, nineteen eighty-four, engineers were trying to sort out the nitrogen gas pressurization issues with that weird tank. Um, I mean, like, there's literally tons of liquid in there. Yeah, yeah. They've got to get it out somehow. Yeah, otherwise it's just going to do what it did, I'm yeah. guessing. So at, ni- at 9.30 in the evening, an unqualified worker who had been instructed <laughs> to... Did he, what, did he have a hammer and a chisel? <laughs> he went, I, I know what to do. If I make a hole in the top, we can pour nitrogen in. <laughs> I think he just, he just, he just blow with a jet wash and yeah. a hammer. That's yeah, all he was, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. So what he was told by um, a supervisor who'd only been working at the plant two weeks and didn't really oh, know right. what he was doing, he'd mm. been told to, like, we need to flush these nitrogen pipes out with high-pressure water. Okay. We need to clean them out because it's an issue with the pipes. If we can get the pipes back online, we can get nitrogen into the tank and we can blow the gas out. Yeah. So sort that issue out. Now, so um, they were just trying to unclog them, essentially. And all nitrogen valves to the tanks from the pipes had been closed so no nitrogen can get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because they're flushing it with water, no water can get in. But with everything else on the plant, valves were starting to fail and were leaking and there was a spare holding tank. Well, I mentioned this before. There was a spare holding tank which they could have used to pump the gas into. Yeah. But the gauges on this tank were indicating that it was full. Yeah. Because they, were, they weren't. It was just another... It was just, just another fuck-up, basically, yeah. yeah. Faulty equipment. So they got a spare tank which had nothing in that they thought had something in. Yeah. Because um, of a faulty equipment, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so they're flushing liquid through these nitrogen pipes. At 10 o'clock, they noticed that the pipes were totally blocked they couldn't get any water through so they told the management shit's fucked we can't there's something seriously wrong with this this equipment yeah, yeah, it's fucked and the management just said just well just turn the pressure up just force turn wa- the pressure up yeah they're saying that you, you, you're nearly pushing the blockage there's like a brick in there just really fucking whack the pressure up and it'll blast it out 
So they were like, okay. So they went, and they just fucking leathered it through even and more. And their dodgy equipment as well, dodgy pipes, which were probably about to explode, I'm guessing. Well, at 10.30, <laughs> water began passing past the shut-off valves into the tank, which was containing the liquid. So it's now leaking into the tank. Now, water, apparently, when you combine it with the MIC, causes an exothermic reaction. It's like a run- <laughs> runaway chemical reaction. You, you, like- you would thought they would have, they would have worked... Thought about that. I'm going right. We're gonna need to wash it out with I don't know, N245 or something. You know what I mean? Something which is non-reactive to it, just to make sure. Can't you just blast it through with nitrogen? Yeah, like what? loads of yeah, yeah. Why don't you just do that? Yeah, it's fine then. <coughs> High pressure nitrogen. Anyway, yeah. So the water's causing a, a chemical reaction inside this plant, and the temperature began to to rise rapidly, and it, and it went over to over 200 degrees. Now, we're talking. We're not chemical engineers. Double boiling water. Yeah, yeah, but we're not. <laughs> it's not supposed to get that warm. Let's just no. say that it's meant to stay nice and cool. Uh, and obviously, because of the temperature going up, that made the pressure go up as well. Mm. So the tank got, was going. The tanks and the pressure. Tanks going. I'm gonna pop. And and two workers actually monitoring it, and they saw the on the on the gauge. It went from five psi to ten psi, and they were like, ah, it's probably just an instrument failure. Pop. Just ignore it. I think if it moved one psi, it'd be going oh, right. We need to sort this out because. Yeah. Shit's going to get hard in a bit. <laughs> it's got its <laughs> yeah. safety margins for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not pass it, not pass it past that envelope. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a chemical reaction inside the tank. Not good. Quarter to 11, 10.45, there was a shift change, right? So the lads <laughs> They're like, lucky fuckers, they were. Uh, then. They I went, don't, um, we, we, don't worry, we've got five minutes, don't worry, we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll, I think, we'll, we'll let Gary sort it. I think I would have rather stayed on the plant. You reckon? Yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Definitely. By 11.30 in the evening, the pressure was rising extremely quickly and the workers were starting to show signs of gas exposure they were like coughing skin was burning their lungs were burning like pepper spray in the eyes one woman said it was like um when it actually went off she said it was like somebody had burnt a mountain of chilies and it would just let it off and it, there was no escape from it <laughs> in your eyes i know what you mean yeah. when you have you ever, if anyone's ever uh Cooked chilies on steak, you know, when they're like those grill pans, yeah. and you go, ah, <laughs> it's yeah. like like mustard gas in it, in a way. But it's not, spray, but, yeah, it? yeah, well, yeah, but it, so it was like that they were saying, yeah. but like on a massive scale, like an so scale. nowhere where you can duck and get out of the way or to go go into another room and close the door There's and you'll be okay. You, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no that. Yeah, There's yeah. No, you yeah, need yeah, a mask. Yeah. You need a mask and a car. Yeah, to yeah. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Start running. So this is like this pressure and temperature increase was reported up the line to the relevant management who were like, okay, there's something going on. So um, lads just find the leak. So they were just instructed to, to find the leak, which they did. They found a small one on a joint at about quarter to 12 that night. No dramas. We deal with leaks all the time. The management said, we're going to help help you look for more leaks and so- solve this issue, but we're having, um, we're having a tea break first. Mm. So uh, we'll do it after. Yeah, obviously, yeah, because that's what you do when it's a, a really dodgy situation. You go, do you know what? We're not, I'm not losing my break. Don't be relaxed around dangerous <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you? I'm, I'm not losing my five-minute break. I, I'm going to have my tea first. Boom! It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What are they doing? They've been, they know that there's a... That's They're obviously not trained or qualified to, to know how dangerous this actually could potentially be. Well, yeah, I hadn't really thought... I mean, I don't suppose really anybody had thought about the long-term... You know, and say not the long-term, the... Um, the a complete fallout. No one had given that scenario much thought. I no. Because it's just too horrific to think. But at 12.15 a.m., so just past midnight, 
the pressure rose well over 55 psi, which is above its safety limits. Wasn't so that, it started up on five or something? Yeah. So so it's, it's like 10 times, 10 or 11 times higher than it was. Yeah, just a fraction above atmosphere. I mean, 55 psi is not very, doesn't sound very high, but if it's not supposed to be there, yeah, if it's not meant to be that high, then it is high. Yeah, <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? So um, the tank now was, was getting pushed past its safety margins full of, pesticides and the pressure went off the scale maxed out the gauges and the temperature maxed out as well went up to over 300 degrees so it's almost like a it's just a pressure cook- yeah, yeah. cooker yeah it's just cooking chemicals now so one of the workers saw a, just before it went really really bad they saw a concrete slab above the holding tank crack as the safety release valve let go so like the pressure cracked this slab and they were like okay uh Something bad's going on here. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. So the safety release is, des- is um, designed to let the pressure out when it gets too high, preventing the actual tank from exploding. It's like, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, on yeah. your pressure cookers. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, I know what you mean. You get them on boilers and stuff, don't you, as well, yeah. where they just, they just sort of reaches a certain pressure, it just stay, it goes, stays open yeah, until yeah. the pressure drops and goes, blah, 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 and keeps opening and closing, doesn't That's it? That's it, yeah. So like your tank will be rated at, say, 100 psi, and your pressure release valve will go at 90. Mm-hmm. That way, the tank's safe, Yeah, approximately. So now they've got this valve deliberately venting, by design, high pressure into the atmosphere with two million people living nearby, and there's nothing they can do. But even with the pressure coming out, the tank pressure was continuing to rise, so the pressure build-up in the tank was faster than worked. the valve yeah, yeah. Could, let, could, could cope with. Yeah, so. Just like it needed another valve. Yeah, not good. So this shouldn't have happened because of additional safety measures in place, like fail safes, if you will. But Which failed to be safe. Well, they didn't fail, mate. There was there <laughs> they was failed to be safe. Yeah, <laughs> they failed to do anything because everything had been turned off. Oh and yeah, shut down mm. and lack of maintenance to to cut costs. Um, uh, you know, as you'd expect. So firstly, there was a refrigeration system that was meant to like inside the pipe that inside this tank, which was meant to cool down. The contents, right, which are low the pressure and low the temperature, but it was taken offline in two years before, and all the gas from the refrigerant gas was taken out. So there was no way that this system could even be turned on. Yeah, it was completely redundant. If it was turned on, it would have stopped the disaster from happening. It wouldn't have occurred. It would have been fine. Yeah. So straight away, they fucked themselves there. So yeah. re- realizing that, the workers were like, "Fuck it, okay, um, run." <laughs> <laughs> not quite run was that, yeah. that was, that was like the next plan three steps down the line yeah yeah, yeah they yeah. were like okay well burn it we'll burn the gas because there was like a flare tower I suppose in a way that kind of makes sense because then it's actually get disposing of the gas and it's not actually going anywhere it's just burning up yeah, yeah. that's right you know like um, it might be shit on the atmosphere and all that but at least it's not killing thousands of people and that was the idea um, you know like the flare towers on oil rigs it's like they were on one of them so yeah, yeah. all they can do, all they need to do, was open the pipes connecting the tank to the flare tower, and turn it on, and it just burn the gas. Yeah, yeah. Just destroy it. Problem was, sections of um, pipe had been taken out to be uh, to be like replaced and to not use put back somewhere in. else. So the the flare tower wasn't even connected to the pipes to the uh, tank. So it's just like like bare pipes, no belt pipes in certain areas. And you go, ah, so we, there was no way to do it. They were yeah, like, yeah. fuck. So we're like, okay, shit, we can't do that. Can't use the refrigeration system. Can't use the tower. Has Let anyone got a lighter? <laughs> Let's use the vent gas scrubber, which is essentially a filter which removes and neutralises gas as it as it passes through before venting to atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Except that was offline too. <laughs> <laughs> they had taken the mains electric. Is anything online? The, no, this place? there was 
the um, active ingredient in the in the scrubber was caustic soda. That's supposed to neutralise it, and that had been removed. There was no power to it. That was just there was nothing there. So as a last ditch attempt, what they did is they blasted this gas cloud with a hose pipe. Oh right, it really got desperate. Yeah, they're trying to wash it down. Yeah, in other words. Yeah, yeah. But the problem was the pressure in the hoses could only get to about hundred foot, and the um, pressure release valve was 120 foot, so they were just so they're just spraying the tank basically, just not water. doing anything. They were just wasting water. Might as well in that situation. You kind of kind of screwed anyway. Might as well just like just waste everything. Yeah, I mean it's fucked in it. There's yeah. nothing you can do. So there was no plans. There was no rehearsal. Run. Yeah. 12:50 uh, a.m. Two alarms sounded. One of them was for the factory workers. Just to notify everyone. Like, yeah, shit, yeah. Shit. Shit's getting hot here. And there was another louder alarm, which was a, a public alarm. So the, n- the people in the neighbourhood around it, the immediate neighbourhood, can hear it. And yeah, yeah. Probably oh. not know what it is. Yeah, probably don't. They probably think it's some sort of rave or something. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, just get out and start dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the second alarm went off, the um, Union Carbide Management ordered the, the alarms to be shut down. They were like, turn them off. You're going to panic everybody. Shut them down. So we don't want to. We want to avoid panic. Sake. And nobody knew anything. Everyone's still asleep in these slums. At one a.m., there was a loud bang as the pressure relief valve just totally failed, which then just essentially just, just opened went, the tank to atmosphere. Or went in about four, four seconds into the atmosphere. <laughs> That's when they were like to the trees, yeah, and they yeah. just started running. About thirty ton of gas escaped in forty-five minutes. It, it was like <laughs> just blasting. What it's going to yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be like a super. Power washer, it was been loud as fuck. And then by 2 a.m., all 40 ton had been vented to the atmosphere and was slowly enveloping everything in the southeasterly direction of the plant, which they reckon was about a million people. And all workers left site and headed north. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good blowing that way. We'll go the other way. So the workers were all right in a way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Cause you, you probably, you probably want to be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're dealing with a, like a, a venting situation, I'm, I'm pretty sure they would have had whatever safety gear they had on. I mean, it's not good to be there. No, but, but I would have rather been at at the ground zero, looking at exactly where that, that cloud's going, yeah. and go the opposite way. Yeah. If you're out <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, mass, yeah, yeah. it's just you fucking don't know. luck. You don't know as well, do you? Yeah, you, you want to be there, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking go the other, get on your bike and go. Right, it's going that way. So we're gonna go the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, wind, yeah, grass in the air. Like throwing it into the gas, it's going that way. Mm, right, okay, we'll go that way then. Run! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time for another drink? Yeah, I think so. a.m. So this is about an hour after the release really got going. Right. The local police contacted the factory and they were like, is everything okay, lads? I mean... Well, there seems... There was alarms on for a second, both inside and outside we heard, but they were turned off so we assumed everything was okay. And um, we we seemed to be melting out here. (laughs) Yeah. They were really concerned because there was a town about two kilometres away called Chola. Which was um, were choloing on their words because they because it's full of it, a- shit in the atmosphere. Well, people just fleeing their houses, screaming in panic, like just abject terror, like wah, 
ah, not knowing what was going on. And bodies were starting to litter the streets. Coppers mm-hmm. were like, what the fuck's going on here? Just suffocating to death. So United Carbide <coughs> um, said that everything's cool. Don't worry about it. It's not us. No problems at all. There was another call 30 minutes later from the police going, are you sure? And they were like, we don't, we don't know what's going on. Uh, uh, something's happening, but we don't know. Because there's people just dying, man. Yeah. So the clouds spread really quickly, as did the panic. You've got to remember, the panic here is, like, abject. Well, they don't know what's going on. People are just dropping down dead and, like, like, like burning, well, internally. And them dying, and they're going, what the fuck is going on? You don't know. They must have had a slight idea, being there's a chemical plant next to it. But as far as they're concerned, they could be, it could be a beginning of a war, and yeah, a chemical yeah. weapon being used. Mm. And it, I mean, essentially, that's... You know, you could well, drop that as a bomb, but it, it would is, do yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So this, the um, the the hospitals began receiving thousands of of patients suffering from like asphyxiation, issues breathing, like severe eye irritation, stomach pains, vomiting, chemical burns. They were becoming totally overwhelmed. I think there was one hospital in mm. Bhopal, which is, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a bit of a problem. That is <laughs> pretty full as well. Yeah. Now the doctors didn't know what was causing. The um the symptoms. With, I mean, they knew it was some form of gas because the factory didn't tell. They said everything's fine. What are you on about? Yeah, they thought well, we've got nothing to go on it. Yeah, they didn't know what type of gas it was, so they didn't know how to combat its mm. effects. They were totally blind. There was no comms between the factories and the emergency surface uh, services, and um, over three thousand people died immediately. So right, okay, that's how densely populated it is around this this plant. Yeah, that um three thousand people could within. I'm guessing you know. It's not instant death. But no, within but five yeah, minutes. But, uh, yeah, yeah. From from the first getting the feeling funny to being dead. Yeah, it's pretty rapid. In yeah, the, yeah, And then densities <laughs> in the air, and that most of them people in the slums that surrounded the plant, and people were suffocating in the streets, just falling over. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's blind terror. You couldn't yeah, imagine yeah. how scary that would be. And the entire city was slowly being enveloped. It was like a. It was just like a chemical weapon, mate. A chemical cloud landing on you. Of death. And people, because mm. of the commotion outside, screaming. Some people that were in, because uh, you got to remember, not a lot of people had houses. Mm. And what houses they did have, they're not exactly, you know. Yeah, um, like shanty things. Yeah. So the ones that did, they were opening their windows and looking out. And, and f- they were fucking copping it as well. Then. Yeah. So the best thing they probably could have done is literally just stayed in and blocked off any holes if... T- you know, to try and stop it coming in. I'm not sure. <coughs> I'm not sure if that would have actually done anything because the concentrations that in the atmosphere... That might just prolong the death because they're going to end up having to face it anyway, aren't they? Yeah, you, you're trapped. If, you're ha- if, you sh- if you did that and you were in your house and sealed everything off, your house is just a safe spot in a cloud of death. Mm. That, that's as soon, yeah, as soon as you go outside, you're going to be fucked. I mm. mean, outside it was walking dead shit because there were corpses everywhere. Skin was hanging off people. Oh, right, it was literally burning it off them. Yeah, yeah, and the moisture in their eyes was reacting with the chemicals. Oh, shit, yeah. Which is causing them to go white. So imagine seeing thousands of corpses. You're just waking up in a fucking... It's like a poached egg. <laughs> <laughs> poached eyes. Like South Park. Yeah. <laughs> poached eyes. Bad, isn't it? Yeah. It's just corpses lying around. Like zombies. It's not oh. the end of the world happening. Yeah, you, you, imagine being there, you'd be like, what the f- it was, it was awful. Because like we said at the beginning, a lot of the victims were children, well over 200, nearly a quarter of a million children, badly, badly injured. Now, the reason why the MIC gas was heavier than air and it sank to the low levels... Yeah, yeah. After also, it had been pressurised and blown into the atmosphere, it's yeah. the only way it's going to go is down. Yeah, because it's slightly... So all, all the, you know, the rugrats, they're 
they're smaller than us. So even when they got up and started running, they were in the densest, most yeah, concentrated yeah. parts of the uh, of so the gas even cloud. Worse, yeah. Pictures are horrific. There's a real famous one of the uh, of a of a girl that was it's harrowing, like under rubble. And the, I mean, it's horrible. I might mm. use it on the Facebook thing, but it would probably get pulled. Should I try it? Fuck it. Yeah, I'll try it. See what happens. Yeah. See if we go to Facebook jail for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, like another sort of thing that wasn't I wasn't expecting to um, to notice was the streets were filled with dead animals as well. Obviously. Well, yeah, because yeah, you it's just not it's not going to not affect them, is it? So there was cows, goats, birds. Birds are falling out the sky, mate. Just getting meh, like a fucking cartoon. They should have known they need to go higher. Dogs, cats, everything, mate. Leaves were falling off the trees. Plants were all fucked. It, it was like, it was like the world's worst, m- most deadly mosh pit trying to escape down the streets because <laughs> yeah. everybody was just forced in it. Yeah, yeah. Like panicking, hitting each other, dying. And, and but Ben from Lower from Bones would like that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chemical mosh pit. Yeah, Billy No Mates. <laughs> you would literally have no mates if you were there, though, because they'd all be dead. You'd be like, I've got no mates now. <laughs> so one of the really like nasty things that you can see is um, a lot of the babies are like um, uh, that died, a lot of children that died are wrapped in blankets because mm. the mothers, what they were doing is they were picking the kids up and ra- like wrapping them up, like trying to make like a full body air filter. Yeah, yeah. And they were just running with these kids, carrying like carrying the weakest one and picking the one that you li- you like the least and say you just have to run behind me. <laughs> Yeah, if you die, you die. Like running down the road, look behind you. Can you tell which one I love more? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, a lot of mothers were found dead, like wrapped up with like bundles of blankets. And when they went into the blankets, they're obviously dead babies as well. Then dead babies, dead chemical babies. Ke- chem- sounds like a band itself. Dead chemical babies. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> lower than bones. There's a new name for you. Yeah, we'll support you. Dead chemical babies. So eventually. The public siren finally went off at half past two in the <laughs> in the morning. They decided to switch it back on once people were dropping down dead. When they got the binoculars out, the lookout tower inside the factory, and they were just looking at like the, the walking gas. dead. They can see the gas because they've put I don't know um, what do you call it pilot bullets. They put something like that in tracers. It. <laughs> tracers in it. <laughs> the pilot gas about. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. Pilot bullets. It needs to be called a tracer in it, and it's going over and landing. And they're going, oh, they're all dead. Pilot bullets. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, on the morning of the 3rd of December, so we're talking the next day, before the sun comes up, the, the only hospital in Bhopal, the Hamida Hospital, was treating over 12,000 people. 12,000? That must be manic. Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, you'd just be like, I, I don't know who's who anymore, but I just the only good thing is I know that they've all got the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, just go... Whatever to them, whatever to them, you know what I mean? We don't have to treat one patient, yeah. and there's 12,000 people just lurking outside, all mashed up, needing help. I think what they should have done is just got, um, has anyone got any good with shovels? Just <laughs> dig a few holes, basically. Yeah. We're going to need that in a yeah, bit. Yeah. So um, the gas, it kind of dispersed throughout the day. But the following night, the night of the 4th, the rem- the, what happened was, because it, ra- it went up into the atmosphere, and then the previous night, when it got cool again, it dropped. It recondensed, so it was like a second attack. All right, okay. So this this second, like less. It's like it's um, 
it's bitchier, less lethal, but still violent yeah. cousin yeah. came down out the, the one sky. Which, which probably actually more annoying because because it's it's just there all the time. Yeah, it's like that niggling headache you have when it stays there all day. Yeah, and it really it doesn't hurt, so to speak. But obviously that will. But it doesn't hurt, so to speak. But it's been there for like seven hours, and you're going, it's not fucking going. Yeah, and it's winding you up. It's like that. That's that's coming out. The, that's basically coming <laughs> out the clouds. Yeah. Like a horrible, horrible death thing. So by now, day two, 55,000 people at the Hamida Hospital, right? It had a capacity for 750. I was going to say, how big is the hospital? It, well, yeah. I mean, it was apparently as big as a pile of bodies at this Imagine point. Imagine that. They'll be going, can you stand that side? You have no fucking laugh. There is no outside. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gassed. We're going to die. It's like the most famous band ever are playing in this hospital. Like the biggest <laughs> Indian <laughs> rock band. Suddenly, and everybody. Tu- suddenly turned up at the hospital. Everyone's trying to get in. Yeah. Or, or it's like that prison in The Walking Dead with all the all the uh, all the zombies just flooding to it. Dead chemical babies <laughs> are in the building. Talking of dead chemical babies, that to get rid of obviously these the bodies. Mm. There was a lot of them. <laughs> you can't just leave them lying out. You've got to you've got to move them pretty much as soon as they fall. Yeah, yeah. They were starting to use trucks to transport because I mean, there was that many. If you look at the pictures, mate, it's like it's like. There's just corpses everywhere. Yeah, there's no other way of describing it except for just dead bodies literally everywhere. Go into a major city uh, in whichever country. Imagine wherever you are. Everyone walking around is dead. Imagine that, basically. Yeah, imagine going to London, having a look in London, and then, say, 50% of them people move, get them out, and the remaining 50% lie down on the floor dead. Yeah. 200,000 of you, I want you to wrap your babies up. Yeah, and the other 50% run around looking like zombies. Yeah, and run all one to one hospital. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete carnage. So all the trucks were filled to capacity. So they just got loads of trucks. They were fucking like the Holocaust shit. It's horrible. Um, And the smell was obviously not good. Mm. The city itself ran out of cremation grounds. They had nowhere to dispose of the corpses. It was nuts. And because of the sheer numbers, it was... um, it's possible that a lot of people that were being picked up, uh, assumed to be dead, were actually alive because no one's going around and checking no, they, them. Just, they might have just like coma, been in a coma because of it all. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of, there are in, there are accounts of people being pulled out of body piles alive, but the thing is, they just cremated loads, put them in mass. Um, so they might have been literally burnt alive, but not or conscious, chucked in, or chucked so. into rivers. That's what they were doing. Just fucking you know. What else can you do? It's mad, isn't it? So United Carbide Limited. Um, the American main uh, company, the one that was majority sh- shareholder, they started sending in aid immediately. Not a lot, but it was it was something. They really did not care throughout the whole of this, as you'll right, see. Okay. They sent one doctor from America. One doctor. <laughs> you, you, you better be the best doctor in the world if he's got to treat over twelve thousand patients in that building alone, and then you know more are going to come in. Needs to be a quantum doctor, superposition. Is he like an octopus? Is he like an octopus? Does he have like a, like eight arms? Octo doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, octo doctor. I like it. So as we said at the beginning, the total numbers it sounds like a kids' program. That does octo doctor. Yeah, yeah, it's a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> total numbers of casualties is hard to estimate. There's a few reasons for this. Firstly, amnesty in ugh, fuck me, amnesty. Can't even speak. What Whatever. did I say? None the knee. Doesn't matter. None the knee international found um, no evidence Oops, of any attempt by the Indian government to record <coughs> any gas-related deaths in the years since the Bhopal disasters. They were like, ah, let's just, let's just... Uh, let's round it off now. And not, I believe it's that. Yeah, so we should not count anymore. How's that? So yeah. the official figure is whatever it was an hour after it, because we stopped. 
Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Bastards. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, we'll just stop it now. We'll just, yeah, it's, the first cloud's gone, so anything after this, we'll just stop, yeah? Anything after 3am on day one <laughs> yeah, is yeah. not, it's not, not counted. <laughs> they so just, just got ill and died. A lot of people that died were homeless, and mm-hmm. no one cared about them. So they were just sort of, whatever, just mm-hmm. corpse in the street. And no one's counting all these bodies that they were just chucking into rivers as well and burning. Mm. Um, also not accounted were the deaths amongst the hundreds of thousands of people who fled from Bhopal that night and, and died in different locations. So they only counting the people that died there. Right, okay. If you got any sort of, you know, brain about it, you'd get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd have to... Yeah, you would have... I think surely a natural instinct would be like, if you get out okay from the hospital is to leave the area yeah if everyone around you's got the same shit you go we need to get out of this area because whatever the shit is it's there so like we say conservative estimates i mean some say it was the lower end it's three thousand the higher end it's 25 but it, it's it's probably more than twenty five thousand people with a further well over half a million with deliberate deli- fuck me what is wrong with me it's like coffee take the piss out of me you can't talk there's a further half a million that were badly hurt. <laughs> badly hurt. <laughs> uh, and over 50,000 permanently disabled, mate. So literally, yeah, okay. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is crazy. It's insane what happened. And yeah, and it's, I've never really heard of it, so it's, um, it's quite incredible, that is. Um, there's obviously... This this kind of uh, shit doesn't go away. There's many hundreds of thousands of people that are still fucked to this day. L- major lung problems. Cancers are a major thing that's uh, occurring. The cancer rates are through the roof. People was, became sterile. Blindness, birth defects, which is a major aspect actually, the birth defects, because it's it's gonna it's likely to kill many hundreds, if not thousands, of people in the years to come. People who are going to be born, like even thirty years plus, babies are being born with genetic defects mental and physical disabilities and like since the disaster the stillbirth rate just like radiation isn't it yeah yeah well it's just yeah it's fucked up everything the stillbirth rate went up by 300 percent really yeah and infant mortality 200 percent increase so literally no no point having kids really yeah there because the chances are they're going to fucking die. Yeah, it's not particularly good, is it? <laughs> no, no. People are having strokes, ongoing skin issues. It's fucking... Two to, like we said at the beginning, two to three people a week yeah. are dying even now. Fuck. That includes children that weren't even born. Yeah, and it's all linked to it. Yeah. But they're obviously saying, oh, no, it's not. So the factory closed in 1986. And, and also it carried on for another two years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got to make that cash, mate, and Yeah. <laughs> That's but just the pesticide bit, ignore yeah, that. Yeah, it's okay. Well, we've closed that section off now. That's fine. Just ignore that. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what they did, just over a tannoy. Sorry. Yeah, we're just really sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, a public announcement. We'd like to apologise for the thousands of people that died and will do in the future. Um, have a good day. <laughs> the good thing is there are more jobs here. Yeah. <laughs> just think of all the jobs that have been opened up. Yeah. Jabs, jabs, jabs. Yeah. So like all the pipes, dr- like oil drums, tanks, and everything was sold for scrap. Uh, and the MIC plants, the gas plants, are, oh, s- are every still cloud, there. Every cloud then. So they made some cash amount. Pike, Pike is <laughs> had a field day. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? But the gas holding tanks are still there, and they weren't decommissioned because of cost. Mm. So um, the, even to this day, they're still sitting on site, leaking gas, which is insane, into the soil. And there's over 400 tonne of chemicals still sitting there. 
and nobody wants to have responsibility for cleaning it up, so they've just ignored it. But surely the company that fucking owns it, yeah, should be doing something. It's kind of too late now, isn't it? If it's in the soil, and everything, what what do you? What, oh yeah, what do you do then? You know what I mean? You can't can't wash it out the soil. No, it's going to well. The soil is heavily contaminated. It's completely <sighs> poisoned, which obviously in turn poisons anything that manages to grow in it. The groundwater, which people obviously have to drink and it's bathe, poisoned. It's chlorine, like mad levels of chlorinated solvents, and you still can't go into some areas of um, you know, around around that plant. People have tried. Like doing like you know these Chernobyl sort of excursions in to see how far yeah. they get. They're passing out within ten minutes of getting into certain areas. So it's still fucking crazy. Now to me that means it there has to be ongoing leaks because it's not it's not that gas. No, it wouldn't still there. no it wouldn't still be there. It'd be that would have dispersed and even if it went into the soil it would have probably maybe have gone by now. But so it must still be shit still leaking. Yeah, and they're just not bothered by it. Is it still? Fun. Are they still running it? Is it still that company still running? No, it's not. Yeah. Um, or is it a different company now took over? Do you it's know? just abandoned. Demat- it's just Nobody there. wants to fucking go in to yeah, clean yeah. it. <laughs> so who's responsible? It's what you got to think. Who's responsible? Firstly, you got to realise that throughout this, it, it seems to, to avoid individual blame. Union Carbide kind of was treated like a person. I mean, obviously, you can't put a, a company in prison, but that way, the people whose responsibility it should fall at can't be done. Yeah, so it's, it's their fault. Simple as. But like, but where the, everyone just goes that as soon as it gets higher up, and they go right, we're trying to find someone to blame. They go. Point that way, point that way, yeah. point that way, point that way, point that way, point that way. If they keep pointing, they're going to lose. They're not going to know who to blame. Well, I get the impression that a lot of money um, <laughs> was passed about in darkened rooms. Wouldn't surprise me in India because there's a lot of, well, was. I don't know if there is now, but there was a lot of corruption. How about there? in America, though? And Well, and in America. Well, this, every, this I think everywhere in the world, yeah. though, as well. So th- th- it was corporate responsibility, not personal. That they, um, which is which is bullshit, because mm. somebody ordered the cutbacks that caused this. Mm-hmm. The governments served union carbide uh, and and the economy and backhanders over the the well being of the people. Um, so immediately after the disaster, uh, money you- talks. <laughs> money <laughs> talks. <Yeah>. Money. <laughs> So Union Carbide distanced themselves from blame, claiming that the the um, the gas leak was actually a result of sabotage from a group of Sikh extre- extremists. Oh right, okay. They jump onto the old terrorist business or a disgruntled employee, but it definitely wasn't us. We didn't do it. It was either them or them. Yes, yeah, someone tampered with it illegally. I mean, basically, what? they said to get away with it, and it was as easy as that, probably. That's what they said, but yeah. that's incredibly hard to believe. It didn't happen, and everyone knows, but they can't prove it, can they? Because well, it's like fucked. Well, they, it's not a case of proving it. They're like, look, man, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's insane. Who who is going to do that? Come on, man. A disgruntled employee that didn't get his paycheck decides to chemically gas an entire city <laughs> but if he didn't know the uh, because he wasn't trained then he wouldn't know but also you go well he should have been trained then shouldn't they there were many failing. Nah, yeah, they, yeah. they knew they knew on the 6th of December so just a couple of days after um, in Union Carbide's chairman and CEO uh, a geezer called Warren Anderson he flew into Bhopal from the United States just to like you know show his face show well, from, from a distance you mean yeah now the, the American authorities spoke to the Indi- Indian government before he flew to get assurances that he wouldn't be arrested okay and immediately when he was arrested when he landed they he arrested the cunt <laughs> yeah 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 uh, that was on the 7th of December and after a, a gruelling six hours in police custody oh that's so long 
He was charged with homicide and criminal conspiracy. And right. he, was, he was released on a $2,100 bail and put... Oh, that's loads for him. I know. For, put, for someone who's CEO of a massive company, which, yeah, it's, that's like two minutes wage. I actually checked that um, sort that figure on a few different sources, so I was mm. like, that's fucking wrong. Yeah. $2,100? I, I mean, it's it back was. in the 80s. It was that? Yeah, that's all it was. Like yeah. Pocket change? So they put him under house arrest in a fat mansion owned by Union Carbide. So he was in like this giant fucking pimp mansion. You know so it's I mean? like they had plan B. So if they do arrest you, um, we, we've got a mansion ready for you and we'll make sure that you, you go into that. So you're safe. Basically, think of a holiday villa. Basically, that's what you'll be staying just in. Just take a gas mask. Just with a few guards watching <laughs> you. So immediately when he was put... Just take put, a gas mask. When he was put up in the house, he started making phone calls because mm-hmm. he's been arrested and released. He's yeah, like, yeah. shit. So, so he started calling um, American and government... American and Indian government officials who arranged him to be flown out of India on a government plane the next day. It was actually arranged by India's Secretary of State and he flew out of Bhopal as well. Oh, right, so he escaped. So everybody was like, well, I think we better go. This is a... They're going to get somebody for this. So straight away, you can see that having contacts and cash is definitely going to help you. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, he's just got... Been under arrest and he's out the next day, basically, and on a private government jet. On an Indian government <laughs> yeah, jet. Yeah, exactly. So there's, I think um, the word bung yeah. has been passed around. And the people, if they knew that. Nice, juicy bung. Yeah, if the people of Bhopal knew that he'd just been flown out on an Indian government jet, you, you, you'd have to say, well, that's us fucked. Yeah, you, but you would, wouldn't you go, well, there's, there's the person who basically is primarily to blame, blame for this. And there's our government helping him get out of his country. We are. There's nothing's going to happen. That's it. It's game over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In 1987, the Indian government summoned him back, as well as eight other company executives, to, to court in India to face charges of homicide. Mm-hmm. Union Carbide responded by saying, listen, um, because we're a United States company, we're not bound by Indian jurisdiction, so we don't have to come over. It's like, what the fuck? Well, most people do that, don't they? they? There's a lot of people who are wanted for stuff in other countries, and they can't be forced out of their country unless that country wants to get rid of them. And yeah. they go, "Well, I'm not going to America, just say, or, or um, you know, Iran, just say, because they want me, and they can't come and get me. But if I, as soon as I step there, they will get, I will be arrested. So I just won't go there. Simple as. Hasn't Assange been extradited? Didn't one of our top dudes agree to get him extradited to the US yesterday? Um, I don't know. There was something yesterday was saying that they he was in um, court or something about it. I don't know. I can't. Remember. I but did hear something on the news, but I didn't yeah. really pay attention no, to it. To be honest, I thought you might have. Done. So anyway, Anderson was obviously again. He's 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 cold boy. He's the CEO of the company. Uh, India called him back in 1992 and again in 2009. This shit happened in 1984. You can imagine the frustration in these yeah, yeah. people that happened. Um, but. This was kind of like lip service. The Indians really weren't that bothered or Did interested in prosecuting a US businessman. Trying to keep their people happy by look, making it look like they're doing the right things. Yeah, but they didn't want to scare off any potential... Business. F- yeah, interna- international investment coming in. And if you prosecuted a US businessman for fucking murder, mm. homicide... Then it's gonna sk- so they're like ah we'll just you know we'll just pretend and obviously he didn't go over there and our older old Warren Anderson he died in 2014 aged 92 it, like in Florida. Yeah. <coughs> so Union Carbide agreed to pay a lifelong pension <coughs> to the families of the victims, which is okay, all right, man. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Money's not going to solve this. No, M- money means nothing to 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 a life, but 
these people may help them a little bit in their daily lives. They're incredibly poor. And and if you're going to give them a pension, which is essentially, we're going to pay for your food forever. It's still fucking shit, but it's something. Uh, Unfortunately, they backed out of the agreement when they realised how many victims what they were when the new, true numbers started to occur. They were yeah. like, nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna give you that lifelong pension because there's happening. fucking half a million of you at yeah. least. Yeah. Uh, in 1989, Dow Chemical, <clears throat> who own Union Carbide, was sued by the Indian government for three billion. So now we've got, we're talking some serious money now. Yeah, yeah, three billion. Yeah, yeah. This is in 89. Yeah. So we, we, this is gonna, this is good. This is good for the victims. It's good for the people. Or is it? Well, after some legal wrangling, India agreed on a reduced payment of $470 million, and Dow Chemical says that this settlement resolved all liability on any existing and future claims against the company. So fuck you, after this, yeah, you here's your cash, us. you can't do, you can't come back to us and talk to us about it. So because of the sheer numbers of casualties, that $470 million worked out to be around 500 quid, 500 pounds per survivor. Which is, I mean, that's just a slap <laughs> in the fucking face, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And a Dow Chemical spokesperson said, I'm not kidding you, £500 is plenty for an Indian. You thought that's what they said? Yeah. That's unbelievable. I mean, you've killed a load of innocent people, and now you're just you're just saying sh- madness like yeah, that? Typical arrogant Cunt? American sort of... Donald I don't even know if it was an American. So, well, it was a Donald Trump type of thing to say, that is. Is a bit yeah. Yeah. fucking horrendous thing yeah. to say. Yeah, it's nuts. That is. In 1999, you see, if you look at, pay attention to these these <coughs> dates. These are fucking decades. Mm. Some instances, multiple decades after this incident, there was people who said, "No one cares. This is not going to get resolved." So people <laughs> did are still. Get f- to, did it get to that point in the end with the government? No one cares anymore. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah. 1999, <coughs> there's still a group of victims filed a, a suit in U.S. federal court wanting compensation. Uh, after a number of appeals, Union Carbide said, "Listen, that 470 million. We told you, yeah. Washes our hands of any existing and future claims. You can't do anything. The responsibility lies at the Indian people who ran the plant. So fuck off. We've already settled. Right. Just dodging in it. Yeah, yeah. If this happened in the UK or anywhere else in the Western world, non, not third world country." Imagine what that would have done. Imagine if 25,000 people in London got killed and another nearly 600,000 were chemically gassed. Yeah. Can you imagine the fucking shit that would go down? Yeah, it'd be, that'd be nuts. It'd, it be, would, it'd be like, I, I, don't, I don't even know where you'd start on that, like in any aspect of law or... It'd just be, just be like... It'd be insane. It'd just be, might as well just go to whoever is responsible company and go, look, you're fucked. Yeah, you simple as you you are fucked, and the business is gone, everything's gone, um, and you've basically got to like reform London. Outrageous, yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it's happened over there, out of shot, out of sight, out of mind, no one cares. So the first convictions that resulted in actual prison time came in 2010, which is <clears> you know what's that, 26 years, something yeah, like that, 27 years, yeah. Seven Indian dudes, all former plant employees, were convicted of death by negligence and sentenced to two years in prison and given $2,000 fine for 25,000 people. Two years and a $2,000 fine, man. And it wasn't even the Americans, you know, the people who were in charge were meant to be, you know, sort 
you know, keeping the health and safety right for the place and all that. Scape- scapegoats. Yeah. They just they yeah. just had to Sca- get someone. Yeah. yeah. That's all it was. Look, we've got someone in prison. Look, look at them. They used to work there. They were in prison for two years. Look at those nasty people. For murder of 12,000 people or whatever. Well, I guarantee you. At least. I guarantee you them seven dudes weren't, they're not responsible. No, of course not. They probably just probably weren't even in that room at the day. They're probably just like, what the fuck? Just you I was walking done the grounds or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. In 2010, so we're talking, you know, nine years ago, st- still fucked up, man. A British journalist went into the uh, into the factory, actually, to have a look at the claims of tons of, of, of leaking chemicals and toxins. He was hospitalised for a week just from going in there. Really? In 2010, from exposure to mad chemicals. <laughs> Jesus. It's nuts, isn't it? Why didn't he go in without any safety gear, the cunt? Apparently it's okay. It's not. No. <laughs> I think even if I was a journalist, I would, um, and, you know, if you can get that off the internet so far, I think I would turn up with safety gear just to go, look, making sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, think how many people have died in the, in this area because of what occurred there. You don't walk in in your fucking Bermuda shorts and a beer in your hand. No. Well... Sandals. Well, the beer might have might persuade me. <laughs> yeah. You'd be you there. Take safety gear off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Snort in the ground. <laughs> uh, the beer might persuade me. Take your safety gear off. Got a beer. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? That, yeah. that amount of people can be taken out by something. It's just yeah, it's sad. I mean, it's, and it's just n- no one gives a fuck really. No. Obviously, except for the people who were obviously gassed. You know what I mean? But it's kind of like it's cash gets passed around or put high, you know what I mean? And then as soon as a deal's done, they're happy. Yeah. What, yeah. what about my son who died or my daughters who died or whatever? We, we, well, the government have got money for it now, so we're okay. It's hor- It's just disgusting that, like, that geezer Warren Anderson, before he flew to India, was like, right, I need reassurance that I'm going to be okay here. What mm. do you mean? Yeah. What about all the people over there that are fucked? Yeah, yeah. From and you're your a majority com- shareholder. Yeah, yeah. In CEO your- of the company. It's madness. It's fucked, isn't it? Yeah. So that's Bhopal. I've never heard of it, so, it's you know, and it, for what it's done, you'd think that would be like a disaster that everyone would hear about. You know, like the tsunamis and all that. It's kind of like one of those, or Chernobyl, or, yeah. you know what I mean, Fukushima yeah. or whatever. You'd think yeah, it'd yeah. be known, but... Yeah, Deepwater Horizon, it's up there with some of the, you know, yeah, yeah. the biggest chemical... Well, it is. It's the, the, biggest, uh, chem- the biggest industrial disaster ever yeah. in terms no, of loss of I've life. I've never heard of it. People don't know. I I think he, when when I put the picture on Facebook, um, see if we go to prison for it. Facebook prison. <laughs> People will recognise that. You you. I guarantee you've seen this dead girl. This right. Little, <laughs> right. Okay. Like it sounds horrible. Put that on social media later. Oh yeah, that's the one I murdered. <laughs> you, you you'll know it. Yeah yeah. But um yeah I mean not. I think I was I was sitting down having a beer with Dad probably six seven months ago, just chilling on the Friday or whatever, and it came on TV and I was like, no way. Definitely going to do that. Yes, asking for it, isn't it? It's That's like, kind of it's like, was it BBC or something? BBC. Might have been YouTube. Yeah. The like yeah. top 10 not industrial disasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I can see, see you sitting there and watching that. Might have been around the time that I got the idea. Be- between between the, um, like the epic, most epic fails and like... Fug life. Fug life and... <laughs> And fucking how how it works, most satisfying tools or whatever, and then obviously yeah. industrial disasters. <laughs> yeah, straight after the tool one, obviously, because of you go. Let's have these satisfying tools look good. Let's look at what it does when it goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, some of them are horrible, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, they're gross. Huh? <laughs> so there you go. There's Bhopal. We might as well round up because Rob's got to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh well. Let's get us on our social media wherever the fuck that is. Google. 
yeah. Robots for Eyes. It'll prop up with everything. You want to buy stickers? Buy stickers. I haven't mentioned that all the way through. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sorry <laughs> for being sloppy in my... Um, it's because it's seven in the morning. Yeah. And it's my fault for working, but I've got to. So a couple of beers last night doesn't help. And you know what I mean? If you, if you like gave us like 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 hundreds of thousands, <laughs> we wouldn't have to work and we could do a, a proper decent episode. I'm sure people laugh at me <laughs> when I start fucking up my uh, my words, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Have so a good one, everyone. See you next week. <laughs>